What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan joining us. Welcome, Joel. Dennis Dick with you this morning. Um, as you can see, I am back in the home office, home studio, whatever you want to call it. We are back to remote work in Michigan. So I'm running this like we did for March, April, May, and, and a little bit of June. So hopefully things go smoothly today. If they don't, drop them in the chat. But just know I'm working out the kinks here. It's been a, been about five months since I haven't had you know my full desktop and full complement of screens to get me through the show. Uh, that being said, a lot of news today, right? Tesla uh, being added to the S&P 500. Big news there. We've got some earnings on our radar. Amazon Pharmacy launching this morning. That's hitting CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, we had Costco declaring a special dividend. We'll talk about that. So a lot to get to. We've got some 13Fs. A lot to get to on the show. Nick Shaheen will join us at 8.35. Let's throw it to Joel. Joel, in, in, in light of all of that news, where are we this morning in the S&P futures? There we are down almost 21 handles here, 20 and a half handles at 3602.50. Uh, if you faded that strong close yesterday, you are in the green today. Pre-market low, 35.99. We will talk about the reason, possible reasons why we're down. Uh, crude just hanging down seven cents here at 41.27. Gold down a buck fifty, call it two bucks at eighteen eighty-five eighty. Silver in the red by eight point two cents at twenty-four seventy-two and a half. And they keep running from the bids in Bitcoin. Now over seventeen thousand dollars, up one hundred and ninety dollars at seventeen thousand and eighty-five. And then triple D on a day like this, with like the pre-pre-market show, and we're talking everything that's going on. 
I'm like, how can we get this in in one hour? There's no possible way unless we don't go on tangents. So this ah, is no, no tangent, no tangent Tuesday. Tuesday. Yes. Uh, you know, there'll be a few <laughs> tangents, but I might go on one right now. So th- there's, there's, there's about three major big headlines here this morning, but let's start with the biggest of them all. And that is not Amazon Pharmacy. It is actually Tesla. And this has finally happened. It has been added to the S&P 500. The stock is trading up 13%. I don't even know if they know how to add this, Spencer. Give us details. Give us your thoughts, T-S-L-A. So they don't know how to add it. And we know this because they've, they're asking for advice. So here are the details. Oh, they're uh, asking for advice on how to do it. Oh, my phone's ringing. Uh, yeah, standard reports. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so here are the details. We know that Tesla was up for inclusion last quarter. The S&P uh, committee kind of trolled everyone and didn't include them. And uh, maybe they didn't want people front running the move, which I guess is fair. Regardless, they're adding Tesla now. The inclusion is going to happen at the quarterly rebalancing, which is Monday, December 21st, and Friday, December 18th. So the fr- that Friday, it'll be reflected as of that Monday. So that Friday is when there's going to be a lot of uh, shuffling going on. Uh, they don't know exactly how they're going to add it, whether they should add it all at once or in pieces. So they are soliciting input from the investment community. Mm-hmm. I spent some time looking this morning for an email address. I, I found a couple, but I'm not sure they were the right ones. Uh, regardless, I, I suppose if you email somebody at, at S&P Global, they would be happy to hear your opinion about how they should go about adding what I believe is the fifth or sixth largest, or what will be the fifth or sixth largest uh, holding in their index. Um, so yeah, those are the details there. And anybody who was waiting on this uh, three months ago, you, you got it now. I mean, this is why they were probably hesitant to add it too. They're trying to figure it out. They didn't even announce the company that's coming out. So they've saved that too. They just said this is going in. They don't know how they're going to add it. They don't even know who they're kicking out. So why is this? Why don't they know how to add it? Because the market cap is so large. It's going to impact everything, including the entire market, because there's a whole rebalancing effect that has to happen. As you come in, I mean, there's going to be so many shares of Tesla that need to be bought. That is why, you know, the Arabs this morning have bought the hell out of Tesla all the way up, you know, 13%. Does it mean Tesla goes and gives us back? No, because there's so many shares you have to buy. Sometimes when you see an S&P ad, the stock can actually go down. If it's a smaller portion of the S&P 500, and it was a larger portion of the mid cap, which it was coming out of, you can actually have a net share selling effect. In this case, it's going to be all net buying effect. Everybody knows it. Every every indexer has to buy the hell out of Tesla stock. And that's why it's trading up so significantly. So they're trying to figure out how in the hell do we add this so that it doesn't just disrupt, you know, all of the other stocks in the S&P 500 because it's so large. So, I mean, I don't even know the answer to that question. There's no playbook for it. Just, you know, to recap, the S&P has a rule and you can, you know, you can, if I'm wrong here, Spencer, you know this better than I do, but isn't it four consecutive quarters of profitability to yeah, be added the, to the S&P? Yeah, that's the rule. And I, I should clarify real fast. When I said add in pieces, this is what they're proposing. We either add it all in one fell swoop or we do it in two tranches. We do it, the first tranche will be effective uh, Monday the 14th. So the shuffling happens Friday wow. uh, the 11th. How do you and, do that? And then the second one happens the following week. So uh, th- those are the alternatives. We do it, we do it all at once. We're doing two tranches, the 14th and the 21st. It's going to be very interesting, to say the least. The fireworks that day, to say the least. Obviously, you know, the trade can still get crowded. You know, there's a lot of people who just bought Tesla. So you already got it crowded to a certain extent. But there's so many index buyers that have to come. Am I coming in here and fading it up 13%? I am not. 
because this we knew this was actually i was going to ask you that dennis because you said this was a while back and i know the scenarios change yeah you said that when this got added to the s p that's when you were going to lay out a short now i know that was a long time ago we got different circumstances how you feel about that now no definitely not because it's been in consolidation station tesla had had a big run back then so tesla had run like 60 percent because they were doing the five for one stock split so it had had a huge run up already so I was like, I thought it was overdone. I mean, Tesla's been in consolidation station for two months. Yep. So now you resolve to the upside. You're in breakout mode. I think the 500 probably gets challenged here eventually. I know valuation's crazy and everything, but you know that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter to story stocks. And man, this is going to be all over the media for a long time. People are coming this morning. I need to buy some of this Tesla. You know, they're saying it's getting out of the S&P 500. I mean, that story is going to stay hot here for a while. So all of a sudden, the Tesla story, which wasn't I've never broken, but you know, it was had cooled off. I mean, we were in consolidation station for a couple months, hundred points off the highs. All of a sudden, the story's hot again. Hey, so um, you can't come in here and just say oh, I'm going to you know sell up thirteen percent because this is stupid. Um, there's you know the index arbitrage effect here of you know the indexers having to buy the stock is significant. Real fast, I'm, I'm actually in the PDF doc uh, for for all the announcement, and I, ironically, or funnily enough, there, there's a link to an online survey, but the link doesn't go anywhere. What you can do is you can email in, and I, you know, again, this is public. You can all find this yourself, so I, I don't feel bad giving it out. But it, you can email index underscore services at spglobal.com and basically vote a for do it all at once. Oh my goodness. Or B, can you show it, us this? Show us do this it doc. in two tranches. Show uh, us this doc. Can you right. show us Spencer? He, he's got limited. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, hold on. I, I think I can. Let me. Um, yes, yeah. just one other. They thing don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to do it. I, I mean, I've, never, I've never seen the S and P asking for advice on how to do this. This is not. <laughs> there's no playbook for this. Even the ARB. I'm like, I argued this morning, and I argued this last night too. I was like, I would be surprised if the spy sells off. Because right. Tesla's going in, because everybody's going to anticipate that the other stocks got to get sold off to get Tesla into it. So right, I go. mean, there's so many effects here on the overall market, and it's it's very interesting. Uh, so they basically these are these are the choices, right? How should Tesla be added? Uh, A all at once in two tranches, and then there are different different criteria of the two tranches, right? You do it 25, 75, you do it 33, 67, you do 50, 50. And again, the email is right here on the page. That's crazy. In- They're index. trying to get advice from like people like us. Joel, give them <laughs> some advice. Index underscore services at spglobal.com. Here, give, them, give them your input. Here's the deal. Um, you know, and I've got people asking, oh, do the indexers? So I want to just clarify because I was obviously not people who didn't do index ARP. I trade index ARP. So, you know, I do do this kind of stuff. And, you know, there's no playbook for this one. This is going to be really interesting. It's going to throw it way out. One thing, the first question is why, you know, is it so challenging? Because that rule that you said, you know, that you have to have four quarters of profitability before you get added to the S&P 500 is a stringent rule that means usually when companies are being added to the S&P 500, they are fairly small components because you usually don't have a company yep. that doesn't make money. That is the sixth most valuable company in the S&P. You know, usually you're not rewarding companies, you know, traditionally that don't make money. But in this case, we know Tesla didn't make money for a long time. So they grew a huge market cap outside the S&P, despite not making money. Now they do make money. They meet that criterion and they're going in, but they're already an enormous, enormous piece. They're not like number 475 going in here because they're finally making money. Just what I was going to say. So that's what really makes it difficult. Um, Somebody was saying the indexers have already bought. The indexers cannot buy right now. 
for the simple reason is that it's not in the S&P index. So if they are buying Tesla right now, if the index itself, the, the, the person who's making, got an ETF that's tracking the index, if buys it right now, it's not in the index. So that means you're not representative of the index yet. They have to buy as close to that date as they can when it's going in. So maybe that's why they're saying to help the indexers out. Maybe we're only at half of it at first to figure it out. What you're, The buyers today are the anticipatory traders that are getting ahead of the index are saying, hey, they got to come in and buy. This thing's going to eventually be going up because they have to buy. So I'm going to buy it right now. It's people getting ahead of the indexers. Somebody like me would try to get ahead of the indexers. I didn't buy it. Wish I would have last night. It ripped 20 points before I even saw the headline. So, you know, the, the bots were all over this. They probably had the algorithms written for this one for a while. Um, obviously, you could have bought it up 20 and you'd been happy you did it. It's up 50 here now. But, you know, hindsight capital is 2020. Again, like I said, there's no playbook for this one. It's so big. How much does it go up? I mean, it could continue to go up. What I will say is it's stabilized up here after hours, Joel. Exactly. It's not like it's like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it just ripped 52 points 10 minutes ago and it might give it back. It's in stabilization mode up here, meaning, you know, like it's going to probably hold these gains. I do not think a lot of times I come in and I'm a natural fade trader. I've been talking about the fade trade and I come in here. Oh, yeah, Sal, you know, Tesla up 13 percent. I am not saying this in this case. I'm clearly not saying to fade this move. I'm not necessarily buying it, but I'm watching it closely. Again, I do index ARB. There's no playbook for this. So this is like a little bit of a learning experience, even for myself. Uh, I just want to say a couple things here. Number one, you brought to you brought up the point of you know bringing in such a big stock, right? I mean, usually you bring these stocks in, they work, they work their way up. Before today, uh, it had a market cap of three hundred and sixty-seven billion, right? Yeah. So I'm going to show you, and this is one of the things I hope you can see. This is like my main screen here that I look at. Uh, whether I'm doing this show or not. And these are your top 11 components, but you put them together. Well, I was just doing some quick math here. It's going to pass J&J, okay? So it's going to hop right in here on the first day and be, I don't know. Top 10. Yeah, it's not going to be Facebook. I couldn't get the brick B. Is this uh, is this showing up yet, guys, or not? Yeah, it's showing up. Yeah, yeah. I see it. It's yeah, good. the brick B. Um, the Facebook is big. Obviously, I combined the two Googles to make it number five. But holy moly! And just going back, I'll get rid of this and I'll go to the Tesla chart. This is such an, and I'm not going to just say it an important day, but I'm just going to say important couple days here because Tesla had been, let me share my other screen here in a major consolidation period, right? It had been in a trading range and, you know, I have 378. It didn't touch that much. And I have 465. It didn't touch that much, but really between like, if you look at between like 400 and 440, now, if it could break above here, close trading above, range. Yeah. And I'm not just saying one day. I'm saying more than one day, two days or three days. It breaks above that trading range, and you got some ways to go um, yeah. in this thing at 500. Now, I think you, I think you see a new all-time high on this. I do believe that. It, it's yeah, it's there's going to be a lot of buy, but there is your catalyst and the busted out. You look at that trading range. There was no reason. I'm glad I held on to mine, and now you're where are we at? We're at 46122. I'll just drill down for today, and uh, folks. 
These are just my numbers for today. I'm going to have to do some other numbers uh, for Tesla. Pre-market high, 467.50. So you got to take out that. There was another high at 65.50. And take that out. And then you can see you get into this. Uh, your next daily high is at uh, 479.04. This uh, the other the other thing of caution is if you like we're playing with dynamite and you're playing with the weeklies or even two weeks out, you know, if you're selling a 380 call right now for 40 bucks, you're selling the stock at 520. So just keep that 480 in, call, 480 call. Yeah, 480 call. If you're selling that at 40 bucks today and it's a weekly, you're selling it at 520. So just keep that in mind, if, you know, when you, cause those, those options, I mean, they're, they're super expensive. Now they're going to be jacked, jack, jack on the open, but uh, 15 minutes of Tesla. Well, you is, got the EV trade to talk about here too. We're going to get Neo tonight. Neo's every EV stock was trading up with the Tesla news last night. All of them. If you just go through them all, you can go, um, oh, you, know, you just pick whatever you my... want. But NEO is the one, the pure play you think about. NEO is trading up. It's going to report earnings here tonight. Again, I think the NEO broke. I think we had the break. It was a nice snapback rally. I think if you get a pop in NEO, I think the pop gets faded. So I would be a seller before the earnings. I wouldn't even take a chance for the earnings. They might be. They might get the pop afterwards. I don't think NEO is going to take out the highs, though. So I would more be inclined to sell the pop on NEO. I'm out of it now. I've sold my stock. It was a wicked sell-off two days ago on Citron. Nice snapback rally yesterday. Again, predictable because, you know, these things like to rally ahead of the number. So, you know, and it's rallying here this morning with the Tesla news and obviously reports tonight. But that's a big report to keep an eye on, NIO. I just want to say with NIO, uh, you know, when he made, when the original tweet came out on Friday, it still went up a little bit. And then when it started, it gets hit right away. And then it got hit, and then it get hit. But you know what? I got a line in the sand here for your neo traders. They couldn't take out Friday's low yesterday. Friday's low was forty fifty five. Yesterday's low was forty one ten, and now you're five bucks away. So until you know, who knows? They they don't like to report, and it opens up you know down at thirty five. Then you missed it. But the Bulls did a good job on yesterday against uh, against Left's call there. I thought that was very interesting that uh, it held Friday's low. We'll see what the report brings. And then those other ones are going crazy too. Like, yeah. what is it? What's X-Ping or whatever? XP, What's this? XPE or XP, what is it? XPEV, yeah. I think. XPEV yeah. and LI are the other two. Just yeah. keep an eye on your pre-market highs on those. These things are in no man's land, so... Well, and for Al- uh, I, I think they've all broke. I, I would actually be a seller of the rallies on this, not on Tesla, but I'd be a seller on the Ally. I'd be a seller on the NIO, and I'd okay. be a seller on the end. I mean, and, and, you know, obviously we have an earnings report. Maybe they take out the highs on the earnings, but uh, I think you know the, the that that candle spooked a lot of people. I think there's some overhead supply here now on those stocks. Okay. So okay, the other big headline from today is Amazon, and Kramer has some bad luck, man. Um, he did this whole segment last night, Mad Money, on how they were going to, what companies were going to make money from the delivery of the COVID vaccine. And he said CVS, WBA, McKesson was his favorite. He says, I would buy McKesson tomorrow. I'd come out here right now and buy it. But people don't listen. They don't buy it tomorrow. They buy it right then. And this McKesson last night on the Kramer pitch went from $183 all the way up to a hundred over 195 bucks. They bought McKesson up over 12 bucks last night, seven and a half percent, uh, because Kramer pitched it. Obviously, the headline this morning, 
has now turned all of those stocks deeply to the red. I mean, CVS was trading up over a buck last night. It is now down six, and that is because of Amazon. So Kramer with some bad luck on the timing of his, you know, I like the segment. It was kind of an interesting segment, um, but, you know, just bad luck, bad timing. And obviously, you know, all these stocks that were trading up last night on the Kramer pitch are down significantly because of this headline, Mr. Israel. Oh, you're on mute. I, That's you, Spencer. Yeah, I was, well, I was on a, mute you're, there. you're a headline guy. Yeah, I was on mute there. Sorry. Yeah. That's I why mean, we hired again, you. Again, Amazon Pharmacy, right? Uh, That's the news here. Not a total surprise. We knew they were working on this when, when they bought, uh, what, they bought, uh, God, I'm blanking on the name now. Sorry. Uh, you kind of, I was looking at Walmart there when you guys were talking about this. Um, uh, PillPack. They bought PillPack in 2018, and we knew they've been working with J.P. Morgan and Berkshire on some kind of healthcare thing. So this isn't a surprise. Uh, what's interesting uh, is that it comes now. I mean, the timing is obviously very good, uh, and the, and it's it's live. That's the thing is is they they don't announce that it's coming in in, in a couple months. When they announce, like they're gone. That's unbelievable. It, it's yeah. live. So it's live in 45 states right now. You can if you have Prime, you can go. You can order your prescriptions. You can get them delivered. You know for free there there are going to be other discounts at play there um so that's the headline cvs walgreens right Aid, and also walmart i mean walmart's got some other stuff going on but they have earnings this morning and they also get a lot of business from pharmacy so yeah. um th- those are the four i'd be watching this again not a total surprise but this is <laughs> god I, I imagine being walmart this morning and you know you're, you're just you're minding your business you're reporting your earnings you're doing what you're doing it was a good quarter you're talking up how good your quarter was, your e-commerce sales, Walmart Plus, your new subscription service. It's all good. And then, boom, Amazon comes out with their own pharmacy. I mean, can't catch a break, but that's the, that's the headline. Well, Walmart has been going head to head with them, and we know Walmart can you know figure it out. I'm more worried about CVS and WBA. I mean, I've, we've talked about this for years. We knew Amazon was going to eventually come hard at CVS and, and, and Walgreens and Rite Aid. We knew this was coming. That's why I haven't owned those stocks for years. I mean, but it's been years and years in the making here. And some of those stocks have actually held up, you know, CVS has held up fairly well. I mean, this morning is a complete game changer for these stocks now. All of a sudden, you know, just imagine being CVS and Walgreens. And you have Amazon Pharmacy where you can just go bang, bang, bang. Okay, I'll get my pharmaceuticals and then get them delivered to me. I mean, CVS, Walgreens rely on people coming in to their stores to get their drugs and then they hope they buy some other stuff along the way because that's where they really make the money on all the other stuff that they're selling in there so yeah i'll go you know oh, i'm gonna go to the drugstore today pick up my drugs i'll pick up some groceries while i'm there you know now all of a sudden you're going to lose not everybody like people are pointing out you know oracle of Mar- marlboro in- investor mike on twitter just tweeted at me um and he was just saying that old people don't want their drugs to come from the same place as dog food and glue <laughs> i mean well i i mean old people are, are i don't think they're the target market for Amazon here is, you know, your grandma that's going used to go into CVS and pharmacy and 70 years old and she does it her way. I don't think that's the target market. It's the younger generation. It's like, why the hell am I going to go CVS and Walgreens? I can just get it online. Why would I do that? So yeah. I you know, even get the mid, you know, like the 40 year olds like me. I'm like, you know, I need some pills. I'm like way better, way easier. I get delivered. I mean, you can do that anyways. You can get delivered, but Amazon just makes everything so easy and you know, they're going to make it cheaper too. Somehow it's going to be cheaper to your drugs because they just figure that out too. So, I mean, this is a complete game changer for CVS and WBA. And, you know, some people, and we've said before, it's often a buying opportunity when Amazon comes in and these stocks have the snapback, you know, kill them down eight, 10%. You know, CVS is down seven, Walgreens is down 10. But I think about this and I think about, man, 
this is really, really bad news for these companies. It's really bad. Uh, a couple things here. You know, I've been talking about, you know, because I use the Walgreens here. I go, man, there's empty shelves. I'm like, you know, and now I'm not just talking about toilet paper. And I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, you know, supply chain. And I'm like, no, man, people aren't coming in there. They're not, I mean, empty shelves at a Walmart or CVS. I mean, that's something you never saw before. And we do talk about how these stocks, you know, when they get Amazon, they eventually come back. I don't know about this one, but did you get down and dirty in any of these, Dennis? Did uh, did you trade any of these uh, Kramer stocks? Well, the Kramer pops, and I, I got burned on this one. So McKesson starts popping up. You know, there's literally, and this is what I'm, I'm going to tell you, and Kramer should tell you this too. Don't go after hours on Kramer picks and start buying up these thin stocks, $14, like in the case of McKesson. Because they're not going to open up $14 the next day. Anyways, MCK, when Kramer pitched that, when he says, I want you to go out this, he literally said, I want you to go out this and buy it tomorrow. But I didn't say go buy it right now because he knows after hours is thin. There was no market in that stock when he pitched that. MCK, I, I looked at, there's literally no offers in the book. No after hours, no market. And people don't know that. After hours, sometimes there's literally no market, meaning there's no bids and there's no offers. So if you can bid up 10 bucks, you can bid up all you want. And there's probably going to be somebody like me that would come and hit that bid because it's way too high. So anyways, um, it went up to like 191. I said, this is stupid. I said that flat out to myself. This is absolutely stupid to buy McKesson up eight bucks because Kramer, you know, is pitching it. Not that Kramer is stupid. The person that's buying it is stupid to be buying up $8 on a Kramer pitch. It's too much for McKesson. It's a big stock. It's not going to go up. Doesn't move. Well, it has. But moves. But ain't going up eight bucks on this tomorrow. So I shorted at one ninety one, and I watched the stock in the next five minutes go to one ninety five, and I'm like, okay, that person wasn't stupid. I'm stupid. I'm like, I literally am down four points on this. I can't believe it. I can't believe. I was. I think I was the first person that shorted McKesson after hours when somebody bid it up eight bucks because I thought no way can it go higher than this. I did not anticipate this many. This they're writing stuff. I did not anticipate this many people buying it after hours. The retail crowd couldn't stop. They kept buying it and buying it, and it traded up there for the next two hours. Some volume up there: one ninety three, one ninety four, one ninety two. And I was like, okay, I don't know. I you can't fight the retail crowd. They're too powerful. So, anyways, it started coming back in, and it was back to like one eighty nine by last night before eight o'clock close. And then, obviously, this morning. You know, the news hits and they slam the stock. So obviously I benefit from the news because I did short it last night. But I still, I'm just, the, my, my point being is that some of these stocks are really thin. Because CVS went up a dollar because of Kramer last night, maybe. McKesson going up 14 or 13 points because of Kramer, probably not the next day. Because the, the, the institutions aren't going to allow that to happen. They're going to sell it. They're going to say, I got 185 or 188 for my stock. I'm going to sell it. So point being, I know we're on a tangent here. Just be careful when you're chasing these Kramer picks after hours. Nothing against Jim Kramer. It's against the person who doesn't know how to use after hours trading. I've traded after hours for 15 years. I tell you, there's some thin stuff out there. If you're paying up 14 bucks because Kramer likes a stock, it's too much. I'll tell you, no man's land. And we, we do say a lot of times if you're new to the markets and you are doing the pre-market and after hours, sometimes it's better to use it as an exit. I mean, I know you might not always get the uh, the prime price, but awesome to use if you had a one, if you had a one ninety uh, exit in McKesson yesterday, well, you were bummed when it went to one ninety six, right? 
I don't know. When are you going to get a shot at that again? This stock, I'll just do go through these real quick. I was bummed when it went to 196. I was <laughs> short at a 191. And my jaw's hit. I'm like, really? I'm like, this is, I was even looking in the Benzinga Pro. I was like, is there other news? <laughs> I'm like, did I miss something coincidentally that just came out? This can't be all off trade. Kramer. It can't be up 15 points on Kramer or 13 points on Kramer. It was. It was. They couldn't stop buying it. The this retail crowd is, is very powerful life. right now, you know, but after hours is thin. So anyway, this tangent. is uh, no tangent Tuesday. We're on our third stock of the day. Uh, 174. I mean, this is in no man's land. You had to gap and go, gap and go, little bit, gap and go. There's a lot of air underneath this thing, folks. I don't know where it's going today. I would just give a potential target at the first gap fill at 172.20. Um, but the boat is fully loaded. People buying it above 180 yesterday. They're scratching their head. Uh, let me see with uh, CVS. CVS trade up pretty oh, good, too. Yeah, look at oh, that. Up over a buck last night. After gapping up yesterday, oh my! And now Lord. it's now it's hit. I mean, do these bounce back here? Maybe, but I would sell them those bounces. Do you own the stock? Do you want to I, own it now that Amazon pharmacies like literally open for business? They're probably going to bring back cigarettes now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're probably like look at, looking, good for Philip Morris. For, they're looking for some packs of cigarettes in the store. They're like, I, oh my god, what am I going to do? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, they need to get people back into the stores. They're gonna bring back the smokes. I, I, it, it's serious. This is a serious. Like, so again, you know, you selling your CVS down eight percent, or do you get that, you know, bounce back rally? Maybe the market lifts it up a bit. Maybe get out of your CVS at seventy on a lift. I always try to sneak out of the stocks. You know, if I'm in for a swing trade and you know it slams it down, sometimes you get that, you know, the bounce back. You know, like on Twitter. Remember, I was long Twitter. And I waited for the bounce back, you know, obviously the bad earnings. And I was like, I don't like it anymore because it was really bad report and sentiments turned towards the stock. But, you know, it eventually did get that bounce back, you know, where it got like 30, 40% of the initial of the loss back. So, you know, that's the selling opportunity. So you, you, I don't, I don't know in this case, so it's such bad news. I would be scared if I own CVS and Walgreens. I think they do probably bounce back a little bit there, but I would sell that bounce because I think this path now, for CVS and Walgreens, at least from the company's fundamentals, it's going to be much lower. They're going to make less money. There's going to be a lot of people that buy their drugs from Amazon Pharmacy. They're going to well, make less money. Well, what's going on with the whole health thing with um, Amazon and J.P. Morgan and Berkshire? I, I don't know yet. I don't, I don't know. We, we don't know. That was like a couple of years ago. Nothing has come of that yet. But we knew we knew they were working on that. We knew they were working on the pharmacy. So, wow. Okay. All right, um, Dennis, uh, there's pressure here on the S. They're, they're selling 499 stocks right That's now. That's what they're doing, Joel. <laughs> That's what they're doing. I wish I would have called you last night, man. That is... you know, well, they're buying Amazon, too. So Amazon, okay. obviously, because Amazon is pharmacy. They're selling they're 400... buying Amazon. Can you buying Tesla. That, they're selling everything else. Sell 499 and, and And just to clarify, just to clarify, this is, that's Tesla, right? There's index effects happening right now, yeah. Like Tesla being up 12 points. So you can quick do the math. How big is it a component in the queues? So let's go look at the queues effect. We can see that already because it's already in the queues. So this is a good exercise. So go into your Benzinga Pro. Look up the look up how big here. I can do it right now. Look up how Tesla TSLA, how big is it in the queues? So Tesla is of the queues. It is 3.09%. So Tesla's currently up 12%. So take your trusty calculator there because I don't feel like doing the air math here. I'm not as good as Joel was with air math. So 
trying to bring up my calculator, but my computer is slow and not responding. I don't know why. Um, what do you want? What do you want? I got go it. point. Come on. I'm trying to just bring SMPs up the bloody calculator. This is an exercise that you guys should know, though, because this is something, you know, that I just do. Okay, so what did we say? Tesla was, and I have like five calculators open. 3%. Was just, just call it 3%. Go, well, go point. Oh, it's 3.09. Let's do it right. 309. You do it right, Spencer. can't cheat. Times, you can't, you can't corners, cheat this Spencer. stuff. Times the 12%. Spencer. 0.127. Cut So, okay. So 3%. So you're looking at roughly... Oh, that's a, a move of three. That's a move of what? 0.4%. So three. Uh, I'm getting filled on all these stocks too at the same time. Come on, guys. Help me out here. Three. Well, I asked you for the four, what you wanted, and you just keep Three talking. times 0.12. So we'll just do the 3%. Like, so it's 0.36%. There you the go. Cues. I could have done that. You so the Q's is worth 0.36%. So that means right now that the effect of Tesla, just Tesla on the Q's, is plus 0.36%, which is about a buck. So the Qs, if everything was flat right now, the Qs would be up a buck. But everything is not flat. There's a lot of stocks down in the Qs, and that's what's holding it down. So you see the Qs are trading zero right now. If there was just Tesla, they would trade up about a buck, a little bit more than a dollar. So, you know, you see Apple, it's trading down. And so, I mean, that effect is there, that they're actually hitting the other stocks to make up for the Tesla gain just today. And that's what I look at, too, is like index effects. So they have to hit other stocks. Amazon's obviously putting a, a positive spin, you know, which is it's a big you know, impact on the queues as well. So that's why the other stocks need to trade lower in the queues to make up for the difference. That's going to be the calculation that's going to be happening on the index day to the extreme. So, I mean, this is what, you know, how, you know, the index herbs work. So you got to figure it out. So they got to slam the other stocks to bring it in. And you're already seeing it today because of Tesla's huge move today and Amazon's big move, which is a pretty big move for Amazon too. That, you know, they've got to hit the other stocks in the queues. And that's what they're doing. And then you're seeing natural rotation. It's all of a sudden the EV trade, the tech trade's a little bit hotter here this morning. They're hitting the stay-at-home place. So if you look, IWM getting slammed here today. So Tesla's fault on all this rotation today. It's so all Tesla the movement fault. today is because of Tesla. <laughs> yep. Does that confuse I mean, everyone? Uh, I, I've actually been listening to it, you know. You've been listening to this for years, so you follow. I I probably taught you some of this stuff. So, anyways, I think you did. Uh, All right, you and Professor Musson in the University of Windsor. Professor Musson, shout out. Can we get him on the show? Maybe. Okay. He has some great lines. Anyway, anyway, I don't want to give all this. Let's go. No tangent Tuesday. Next line. One of his great lines. What? He'd say, "In God we trust; all others pay cash." I always say that. <laughs> but now it's a God we trust. Everyone else pays in Bitcoin. Yeah. Everyone pays in crypto. Okay. No tangent Tuesday. Bring Nick Shaheen on. Yep. I'm sure Nick has a lot of thoughts on all of this stuff here that we've been talking about, including Jim Kramer. Nick, 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 you're hiding the background. Tricky yeah, Nicky. He's here. Nick Shaheen is the author of Create Income with Option Spreads and SellSpreads.com. Nick, good morning. Good morning to you. So wow. uh, we're fighting this morning. What's going on? <laughs> I don't, no, no not, fighting. We're just looking fighting. at all these. I was just saying this Tesla move is so incredible. That's actually knocking down the rest of the market yeah, <laughs> from an I index can... perspective, which is messed up. But I believe that's what's happening. So so my comment was, how many S&P indices do we have? This is like the fourth time we celebrate this move. So, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. It just cannot be this easy. You know, uh, I, this is stock Good they point. shouldn't short anymore. 
um, because it's actually creating cash. If you look at their their income statement and and it's no longer a, a pie in the sky type of a deal. I mean, they made a a, ter- a market turn th- this year that is remarkable. So uh, if somebody has been shorting it because it was going out of business, they can't do this, they can't do that. I don't think it's it's um, true anymore. So I, I do have a foot in my mouth, uh, basically. <laughs> For years, it was like, show me, show me, show me. And then... No, uh, you, 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 you. You've turned a while. Ago. I did. I did make the turn a while back, but for a while I was saying what uh, the, the current rhetoric is, the negative rhetoric about it. But I don't think it's true anymore. So people should really open their minds to it. What now, Nick? Like you see this huge move overnight. Like I mean, and this is a significant yeah. move. Stocks up thirteen percent. It's breaking out. It doesn't seem to even want to give much of it back here. What do you do now? Do you wait like tell the index, you know, for the next month here because we're a month away from getting added to the index or do you book the profits if you had this overnight? Oh, I would you know, book just, it so fast it was me. Yeah, I always book early though. So I miss a lot of upside, which is fine because you've been in it a long term and if you want to be a long-termer, you have to be able to leave money on the table and book losses. So uh, and this is part of, and as far as trading it right now, if you just divest yourself from the emotional part, you would look at, what is it at? 460 this morning, 458. So um, it, on October 14th, that was uh, just below the, the place where it failed on October 14th. Yep. And, and the place where it exactly failed on September 15th, which was a month earlier, and just below the level of its prior high. Uh, which was on August, late August, early September. So from that standpoint, I don't like to chase a stock that's going into prior fails. Uh, So buy it above that or fade it now and buy the dip towards the base from which it sprang. So if if it dips to 440, 430, and you want to get on board for this S&P thing, fine, or chase the rip above it. Excellent, excellent point on that. Uh, and I talked about this area too. It was looking for a catalyst, and now it has a catalyst. But like, we've talked about some other stuff, Nick, and we always, you know, dictate. Is there is there anything here, you know, special? We haven't asked you this question in a long time. Anything on your buy or sell, you know, radar, something that you know maybe's overlooked on, you know, past potential value stocks. You know, may, will that last more in the day? day or two I, what are you looking at i i look for value every day because i have to write them up for people who read the write-ups so and i'm finding it harder and harder to do so i use a new <laughs> tool i seriously so i use oh, a that's, tool it's interesting I, I i brought in a new tool to my toolbox which measures sentiment don't care how they do it at least it's a measurement that i can use consistently so it said that the broad market sentiment for the smp now is 8.2 on a scale from one to ten that's exactly where we corrected from in October. It wasn't a big correction, but it was a correction nonetheless. So if it never goes to one and it never goes to 10, eight or nine are the highest I've seen when I go back a year or so. So to me, nothing is a good value up here um, if I'm in it for short-term trading or mid-term trading. So I would rather wait out a little bit or if I find some egregious spots, like everybody hates Baba right now. I know he's fighting Xi and that's a big deal, I say he, he's not even in the company anymore. So uh, Jack Ma, so it's hard to find them, but they're out there. So stick to the charts, anything that looks oversold on charts and anything that actually has value. Those are the ones I would bet on and how I would use sold, sold puts or put spreads 
just to keep buffers or calls to limit the out-of-pocket expense. So instead of buying a really expensive, like I don't know who's chasing Amazon up here. Um, and that's my favorite stock <laughs> and company. So you have to pick your spots and you have What's to know- What's your least your favorite stock and least favorite company? Neo. he left the pre-market prep we we were done with neo two days ago but (laughs) so but i i shorted it we were in the chat room and and somebody in my chat room said i just bought lotto puts in neo i looked at it it like you know what i'm gonna join you and i (laughs) i I don't i didn't do any homework i just know the fact that it went from like four price to sales to 50 oh i know it's crazy so now it's it's got so many more years extra of hopium into the stock price and it loses 10, 11, $12 billion a year. So this is not Tesla, by the way. And people think it is though. As far as I know, it's a one trick pony and the selling point on Tesla that it's not a one trick pony. So, and they don't have Elon Musk. They do have China market. So they have numbers on their side, but it's almost like luck and coffee. You know, they're selling the crap out of it, but they're, they're giving it away. And look what happened to that one. Neo's worth sixty. Neo's worth sixty-three billion dollars here this morning. General Motors is worth sixty billion dollars. Neo is worth more than General Motors. Uh, Yeah, I saw that headline last week. So I shorted it, and it more than doubled in minutes. That was the day it fell fell apart. Timing, right? But I didn't get out. It's it was a lot of it was a lottery ticket for the earnings. So we'll see what happens tonight. Maybe they'll shut me up and put another boot in my mouth. I don't know. I have a deal. Uh, what about uh, these banks? I mean, you've got these moves. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'm really throwing. I mean, it, gap and go. It's holding up, I, I guess. Uh, interest rates are going up, Nick. I, did you get the memo on that? I mean, I, I wrote the memo. <laughs> Two weeks ago, I looked at the TBT chart and the TNX chart on a monthly basis, and they looked like they based like I haven't seen in a long time. So I said, let's get long yields because I think they're swing up. And suddenly last week, everybody's on board. It's the same idea. So I was ahead of the train there. And based on that, when JP Morgan spiked, I shorted it and, and in the chat room, and I bought straight out puts when it spiked and I said, this is not the place to go to JP Morgan long. I still think it's the, that, that that's true because JP Morgan, all, I've always said the banks are cheap, all of them. Well, now JP Morgan and Bank of America are not cheap anymore relative to the other banks. Citigroup is, Wells Fargo is, uh, but these two are not. So I would be more inclined to fade the JP Morgan pop and prove to me it's headed into a prior fail. Show me it can go above it then maybe I'll chase it higher. Otherwise, I would not start here. How about that? Wait for the breakout over the last fail, which didn't happen long ago. So where is the quick harm question, Quick question in the chat. Uh, I'll just, I've, I've answered it. Does it, you know, this Tesla move, how is it going to impact other EV stocks? I mean, I... I mean, they've already had their own run. I think it, I don't think we're going to be seeing another EV stock added to the S&P. Tesla's Tesla. I think you have to trade those other stocks on their own technicals. Nick, you want to technicals or fundamentals I, if they have any. I thought it would rob all others from bids, but they're all Good moving. Point. It's robbing the S&P from bids this morning. <laughs> Nick. They, went another, they went another direction with it. I, I just don't every, get it. They're like, selling the other 498 companies in the S&P this morning because they're buying the hell out of Tesla and Amazon. I thought so. for sure they would roll out of Neo into back into Tesla. 
I thought for I, sure that this morning they would do that. I, well, I think it's this headline. I think what happens is, and obviously I trade a lot of sympathy, but I think you get the snapback. Oh, EV. Okay, Tesla's hot. That's going to make all the EV. It's a natural thought that's going to go into this. But you think about what a real sympathy play is. It's like, oh, Tesla reports good numbers, sales numbers. That means the other VV makers, and there's nobody else. I get that. Except Neo. I get that. But this isn't that. This no. is an index move that's this specific is so not to that. Tesla. This is so not that. So I would fade the positive moves here in these other stocks, aside from the fact that Neo is going to report tonight. So that's it's, hard, a, to, that's a big it's hard to put a short position on a stock that's going to report when you don't well, know Well, it is button. easy to do it if you just want to buy it. <laughs> yeah, you can just hit the sell button. <laughs> well, no, no, but you sell, you sell a stock short. That's pretty dangerous to do it into a headline. I agree. But if you can buy a $10 wide debit put spread out a couple of months, Where's the harm in that? A finite amount of money that will Safer give you a point. You can triple your money, quadruple your money, and the outcome. Use an amount of money that won't break your heart or your piggy bank. It's literally like a lottery ticket, but you, you don't have to do it at all. You can just claim you did it and be happy about it after <laughs> the fact. But if you want to participate, that's the easy way of doing it. And I hope it stays green into the day for Neo because then it'll be easier to to lose footing on earnings. Nick, what about the market here? Uh, just, you know, we didn't quite get the same reaction you weren't on last week. You know, we got that spike to 36.68. You got some more good news yesterday. Similar news. Stocks didn't get back up to those levels. A uh, little early to be talking about year-end window dressing, portfolio dressing. Uh, where you at? Where you at on this market? I mean, have you hit some targets and you're just waiting for a little reset to buy or, you know, 3,600, 3,700, 3,800, 3,900? Where are you on the broad market? So every week I do a Sunday charting session in the morning and, um, and I do a video write-up and it's been... I've said 3750 was my first eyeball target and 4000 is doable if we can do I said it on your show actually a couple of weeks ago I remember that I said I do have technical scenarios that will get us there and I'm open to it but if I'm a trader at sentiment being this high I would rather fade it so I was long into yesterday's pop and I booked the longs I was long Apple I was long uh, the S&P and uh, I'm not completely short. I do have some iron condors with room to go. Like this week, I was trying to pin a close just below here. So I sold some call spreads. I sold some put spreads. And my break-even point is just above here. So I'm kind of like trying to thread the needle for a short term. But longer term, I can see, I can make an argument, easy argument for 3750 and an argument for 4000 and higher. But I'm not the guy that's tooting like uh, go, go, go everything. Uh, you have to be picky. Nick, what about we haven't had Jan since the election, and uh, I, you know, I, I see some of the tweets that you have and everything. I mean, right now, I mean, the market seems to be anticipating a uh, Biden presidency with a split house. Um, right. uh, you see, thing, you know, Biden following, you know, maybe some of Trump's policies on trade. I don't, you know, what do, what do you think? Just give us I your without giving us your political opinion, give us well, your my political, political opinion, economic opinion. I have a flag in front of my house. So that should tell you my political opinion. So this cost me followers and subscribers. And I don't know why uh, having one opinion over another. It's not like I'm a hater of this or a hater of that. I just want the country to be as secure as possible. That's my only uh, baseline because I grew up in a country that wasn't secure. 
and safety is the number one issue in my mind, not economics, not nothing else. Uh, so as far as what's going on here, the Georgia runoffs are really important. Yeah. I'm not a political expert, but I understand there are two runoffs there that could actually make it a democratic sweep with the House, Senate and the presidency, the White House. So that would make it really dangerous for businesses. And um, maybe big business will regret putting Biden in there because that scenario gives them whatever they want to do, maybe if they don't do anything. But if they get uh, behind pr prosecuting or following the breakups of the big um, tech companies, that would be bad. Yeah, I don't know why they would want to do that. I mean, I you have a successful com company uh, representing your country. Why on earth would you want to demolish that? Hey, so, Nick, I have a sense, question for you just on that point. I want to go on. A, I want you to go on a tangent on this. So I just want to expand that point. Wouldn't you think like from a stock perspective, though, if they actually broke up some of these companies, it'd actually be good for the stocks? I mean, yeah, that's I made a joke. I made a joke yeah. that you would have, uh, you know, uh, Instagram, WhatsApp and Facebook. Can you imagine that? <laughs> all, all companies would be good. Instagram you, you would, would instant, Arvin, instant be premium Arvin. for Instagram. Yeah. Instagram would, would, would be so much better than Snapchat, by the way. So oh, way better. What's Snapchat yeah. worth? No, Instagram's going to be double that. Yeah. So they should spin it off. It's not a bad idea, but the oh. this, the idea of, Ow. hey, your company is too big in a capitalist country. Yeah. What? How, <laughs> since <laughs> when? It's not like it's a monopoly. They say it's a monopoly. How so? Monopoly. If I have a store and it's super popular and you don't like the way I have um, my, my sales commissions or my split with my people that put stuff in my store, don't come to my store. Build your own store. It's, how is this a monopoly? I just don't get it. I mean, it's benefiting the consumer. We pay well, less because of Amazon. We will find out if the government can prove that, I think, in well, that's no, the next couple of years. That. They're going to yeah. try to prove that very thing. So we'll see. Uh, Nick Shaheen is the author of Create Income with Option Spreads. He also runs sellspreads.com. Nick, thanks for the time today. Thank you. All right. Thanks, uh, there's a bunch of stuff we haven't had time to get to yet. I want to. You're start gonna with, run. You're gonna run the show. For the I want to start with. Uh, start with Walmart here. They had earnings uh, this morning. The conference call, I think, just wrapped up. If not, they're almost wrapped up by now. But it was a good report. A good quarter from Walmart. Uh, the Q3 adjusted EPS a buck thirty-four versus a buck eighteen estimates. So they beat that. Sales of one thirty-four versus one thirty-two billion dollars. They beat that as well. Comps up 6.4%. E-commerce sales grew 79%. But the one thing I was watching for, they have not answered. They did not give any insight into the initial subscriber growth uh, for Walmart Plus, which is their, mm. their answer to Amazon Prime. Remember, it went live in September. Yeah. I was hoping for something, anything, any insight at all on, on Walmart Plus. I have not seen anything. Um, I, there was nothing in the PR. I don't think there'll be anything in the transcript. Nothing this morning so far in Walmart Plus. It's, it's what I was watching for. But regardless, it was a good quarter. They beat all the estimates. Their e-commerce sales, again, 79% growth year over year. That's huge. I mean, and it popped up to 157. Two reasons why it doesn't oh. hold a pop. The first reason is it's kind of run into and there's a lot of good expectations. And it was a pretty good report. But I think you, were, you hit the nail on the head earlier when we started the show, Spencer, is that this gets dinged from Amazon Pharmacy yep. as well. And I think I, I don't think this is going to just snap back and go 153, 155. I'd actually be a seller. Even here, I know it got to 157. And people are like, oh, it's 150. It's a pretty good report. Still up there. I wouldn't be surprised if the stock loses another five bucks from here. 
Um, just on, and, and, and not, maybe not deserved. Because not, today. Walmart, not today. Not today. Oh, today. I think I, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh. I, I'm not saying it's going to. I said I wouldn't be surprised. So I would not be buying Walmart here. Um, there's too much. You know, it was a good report. But there's too much of this negative sentiment towards anything Amazon right now. Walmart, in the long term, is not going to be affected by Amazon, I don't believe, here with Amazon Pharmacy. Walgreens, Rite Aid, CVS, directly impact. The direct hit, like, boom, we smoked them. And this smokes them. And that's why I want nothing to do with them. I just think there's so much nervousness around this Amazon Prime for all these companies this morning that I think a little bit of that goes into Walmart, too. So I would not be surprised Walmart continues to leak. Target as well. Uh, but, well, but I would be more be inclined to buy the dips on Target and Walmart if they get significant dips. I will not be buying the dip in CVS and Walgreens. Okay, I'm done. All right. I wish I would have brought this up a few days ago when I had this consolidation area and then it broke out from 146.50 and kept on going. And now I haven't even taken out yesterday's low. So I will use that as the point of control. If you take out 149.50, I agree, considerable downside here. Kind of broke out from this 146.50 area. That could be a natural uh, potential target today. If I go with the porch indicator, uh, packages that arrive What's on my. Oh. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. The Package, uh, Briefcase indicator, porch indicator. Like yeah. Um, I'm a buyer of uh, Walmart here. Uh, Lisa, You're buying Walmart 150. <laughs> well, I don't know about 150, but. Boy, oh boy. 145. Come to Papa. That's yeah. I like the 145. She's I'd be a buyer diversified. At We're getting a lot of Walmart in those boxes. I know I'm in trouble when I see the uh, UPS guy getting out the dolly, right? Because the box is so heavy. And then he like he rings the doorbell and then he runs away. Really the only person I get to talk to during the day. And then I like I have to like struggle to get the box in the house. It's so big. But we're buying a lot of stuff from there. Besides Amazon, Costco, and Trader Joe's, uh, Walmart, you get a lot of stuff from there that you can't find from other places. But uh, let's see what happens at one forty nine fifty in Walmart today. That was yesterday's low. All right, let's talk Home Depot quickly. They had earnings this morning as well. Earnings per share beat three dollars eighteen cents versus three dollars and five cents. Sales also chart. beat thirty three and a half versus thirty two billion dollars. So beating the beat for Home Depot. As good as it gets. I mean, this this environment is as good as it gets going to get for Home Depot, I think. So we've been in consolidation station here for a while. Um, that's they're just a victim. Of, the stock is run. I mean, it's been the stay at home stock that everybody's running. I mean, first, you know, in March, they killed everything. And then they decided that, no, this is the one. It's been an incredible run. I mean, we have doubled since March, 140 to 280. So this is a huge company. It's a huge move. It's been a consolidation. I think it just keeps trading in the range here. But the, the report was fine is all on I'm saying. I just think like, you know, the expectations are too high. And I don't know how much better it gets from here for them. So that's why I, I, I don't think I'm a buyer or a seller. I'm just like, yeah, it's all priced in. How is that for some pretty drawings there? Look at that, Dennis. Look at Joel with these lines. Look at that. There you I go. I didn't even have to take over and draw that. Very nice, very nice little wedge you're drawing. A big wedge, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a wedgie. That's and a big it, wedgie. And it is below the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it's below. Besides that, I don't know what to tell you guys about this chart. I mean, this is some mess. This is messy. Actually. It's hard one to figure out. Yeah, I'll pass. Pass. We pass on Home Depot. This is this uh, trade the range. It's down 263. It's a buy. 290 is a sell. I'll trade the range <laughs> until it doesn't work anymore. Next. All right. The other two reports, quickly, I just want to hit on over Kohl's and IQ. Kohl's was this morning. They EPS. I don't know. I, the estimates must have been 
way off of their some adjustment there because it was a one cent gain versus a forty three cent loss estimate. So I don't know how comparable that is. Not bad. Um, I, again, I don't know if it's comparable. Sales is more comparable. Three point nine eight was three point eight six billion dollars. Uh, Coles is kind of sleepy. You're not doing a whole lot. IQ is getting hit pretty hard. I'm not quite sure why. There must be something else in this report, but the headline numbers were fine, and they gave some gave some all right, not amazing guidance. But Coles beat beat sleepy IQ beat okay guidance and getting hit. The reopening trade cooled off yesterday. Um, I sold all those stocks. Coles obviously part of that reopening trade. The only one I did hold, I held a little piece in the region because I wanted to have a little bit of reopening, but I sold my save in the pre-market i sold my al in the pre-market i sold my win resorts or in the pre-market um i sold most of them before the show even started because i just was like this is just you know just you know too good a plan you traded your plan yeah i mean i was on on the save and i got a 2189 i mean it never even came close to there in the regular session so like you say sometimes the after hours this gives you some nice prices when i believe is the same thing i sold it like 98.90 the high was 98.36 only yesterday so i got out higher than the high of the day I got out in the pre-market. So um, I would reload some of these if they pulled back significantly. Kohl's fits that bill, which is why I went on the tangent. If Kohl's got down to 24, I think I might buy it. Um, Again, we still have COVID, we still have issues, but this is going to still be, you know, whipsaw action and good lines, good vaccine. Oh, but lockdown. These stocks are buys on dips and sells on rips until further notice. Uh, it's but, funny. But dip not being 1%, dip being like 10% on these stocks. Spencer mentioned this being a sleepy stock, and I just drew the uh, this line over, and probably it's the uh, June high of 29. I'd be like, wake me up when the stock closes, you know, above 29 and takes out 29. Then maybe it's worth looking at on the long side. On the downside, Dennis, you gave an intermediate level, but all these, let, let me give you some monthly lows. 1869, 1867, 
Um, yesterday, I got in at 304 and I was selling into the resistance uh, in the 350s. I got my last sell out in the 360s. Um, but this was just a kind of a lagger play in my So are eyes. you out of it now? Yeah, I'm out of it. I, I usually just day trade these and, and yeah. come in and out because I, I can't sleep overnight holding. But <laughs> that's you know how, how that I started goes. for, but Joel, you know, we all did that at, at Bright Trading. We all were just intraday traders, day traders, getting everything flat at four o'clock for years. You know, I switched over like 10 years ago to do, I'm basically an overnight trader now because I like trading news. But I mean, that's a good way when you're starting out, you know, you're figuring it out and you get a little story and you see some momentum going in your stock. I mean, there's a lot of alpha to just extract from these intraday moves. So it's a good call, Mitch. Keep, keep, uh, you know, um, you know, like my, I used to go to the truck track with my dad and uh, there'd like be a big favorite in the race and he'd see a horse and he'd go, I'm going to do a 10 buck saver. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I like this long shot here at like, you know, 20 to one. So he'd put 10, you know, 10 bucks saver. And if that horse, you know, he hit those every once in a while and they came in with something, I'm not sure what the margins are your account, but even if you could just keep, uh, you know, a, I mean, this is a lower price stock, even if you could keep like a hundred shares or something, you know, something. So the next day when you're coming into the market, you have a mindset. You know, you're like, oh, man, I bought this yesterday at 310. I sold it at 370. Now it's 405. I don't know what to do. You know, just something so you have a point of reference. But, you know, that also can work negative against you. And we don't need to tell the uh, lucid story. But just a, just a little bit of a, a trick there for the mindset. 9 a.m., Spencer. Yeah. We're, 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 well, we didn't uh, give Mitch any screen time hardly there at all. I wanted to bring him in. For I, well, it's oh, early oh, out there. Good, Maybe he didn't good. comb his hair today or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, another, yeah, no one to keep, uh, another one to keep on watch. You'll see uh, BL&K also ripped with that one. I'm going to be looking for these to pull back a little bit today um, yeah. just because they got way too extended yesterday. But definitely keep these in mind. Uh, these lagging plays to the EV. Um, that's kind of what I was looking for in these. I saw the EV rips, so I was looking for some maybe some fuel cell plays or some battery plays. And you saw BLNK and fuel cell make that move. Um, and uh, some other ones, I think. Yeah, for, what else on your radar? You got us one other one. So to, today, um, actually, it's kind of I'm looking at tech for some reason. I, I'm, I'm feeling like this AMD chart is getting ready to lift off. Um, oh, you're liking back out. in AMD. Ooh, it's sleepy. It's been it's been consolidating there. Yeah. And and I think, you know, this could be the time that it starts taking off again. So uh, AMD is one that I'm looking at. Okay. I, I was just, uh, when you were talking about the yeah, AMD, Dennis, you're still alive on that spread. No, I'm still uh, in the spread. I had, the, had a, I was, I, my call was, it's going to go to hundred by the end of the year. My timing actually might work out pretty good. If this thing starts to go for a, for a run here at the end, I've got, so I don't even remember the, the options I got. I think I'm long the, I, I can't even remember. I, I don't uh, remember the spread. I put it on for six bucks though, so I think I, I was long the eighty-five short. The I think you went eighty hundred, didn't you? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. I, went, I bought and the I just, eighty and sold the hundred. Just going back to the battery thing. Um, all the people that whined in the chat about LTHM and that stock <laughs> when it went up and down. Yeah. Don't whine. I mean, we're not a hundred percent. We're not going to give you winners. We're going to give you losers. That's just part of it. But you know, you just got to look at things from a longer term. That thing's over 15 yeah. bucks. Are you still in it? Yeah, I am. You know I what? Got... This is one of the, but this was the spinoff from FMC, wasn't it? Was this not uh, the spinoff from FMC? No, I don't. Cause FMC had a huge lithium business and then they spun it off. And I think LTHM, I'm going to look a Levent 
FMC. A quick Google will probably tell me if I'm right. Yeah, yes. yeah, you're right. Yes. No, good call. This was the FMC spinoff. I used to own FMC just for their lithium business, and then they separated it. And obviously, Rasnick was pitching as well. I was like, well, you know, I always liked FMC because of their lithium business. Now you can just pure buy the the Levent, the, just the, the lithium business directly. I don't have to have the other stuff with the FMC. So I'm still long LTHM. I bought it around six bucks. It's 15 here now. I haven't sold a share. I believe in the story here. I think it's going a lot higher. I, um, I have it in the absolute don't ever I don't want to look at it. That's what I have it in. I think this could be like... Like Peloton is no. in the account where I want to sell. Okay. It didn't but matter this... what account Peloton was in, you'd be wanting to sell that one, Joel. I've been wanting to sell it. You're lucky Lisa 80. didn't let you. Yeah, no. I don't know. It's just because she's got a mixed on the whole on, on the whole pandemic thing. You know, she you know, she's just not a believer in the market, you know, as we're as close to an end as possible. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, maybe I'll get her to put a stop, you know, like the one thing is stop. it's overbought right now. So it's due for a pullback. We had a little, you know, negative action there. Can it, it take what? out the high lithium going back oh, to lithium? Oh, so that's where we started. Time. I brought yep. bringing it back full circle Sorry. here. So it, it, it has, you know, had a pretty good run. I don't know if I necessarily, if I wasn't in, you know, we went from eight to 16 in a month. It always half. pulls back. Yeah. You get another shot. I mean, I, I just am trying not to look at it. Part of me wants to sell and try to rebuy it, but we know I miss those usually. Then no, you know I get out pretty good that. on the sale, and then I don't rebuy it, and then I'm mad at myself. So I'm trying not to look at LTHM. Oh, we got to cover one stock here, and uh, PJ Williams brings it up. And I know he always gives this, and I'll let PJ. you do this, Dennis. IEP, Dennis. Remember when I wrote that article? It's probably not even. Remember when that went to 150 bucks? Yeah, because everything was icon. It was all about icon, and yeah. you were paying like 120 percent premium to the net asset value. So when you're buying funds like Berkshire Hathaway, you're buying IEP. You can quickly do a NAV. It's called the net net asset value, and get the NAV on it, and realize what well, you're paying the premium for Uncle Carl. So Icon Enterprise every quarter they post their NAV. Um, you know, and sometimes tr it's tricky to figure this stuff out. Um, so I'm trying to get the nav from the last, you know, what it was. But if you Google it, well, anyways, it's not, you got it. It's going to take more than 30 seconds to find out. But NAV is what you want to look at. And then what is the premium you're paying for it? What Joel's re referring to, if you go way back there, the NAV on Icon Enterprise back in 2013 was like 60 bucks. And it traded to 140 and you wrote an article, it's like, this is ridiculous. It's trading like 120% over its net asset values of a fund. It's a fund. So you're paying, you know, your 120% premium because Uncle Carl's managing the fund. We mean Carl Icon, obviously. So, I mean, now it's come back down. Where's the NAV? Last time I had checked, it was around 37, but that was like a year ago. So I have no idea where the NAV is now, but the premium's reasonable now. So I know people look at this 15% dividend. They're like, whoa, that looks awesome. But um, you know, I don't know. He keeps paying these. It's two. We two haven't dollars, we so. haven't heard from him in a while. I mean, this is when he was all over, you know, fighting with Ackman and everything, and he was in the news. And yeah, I hope he's doing okay, uh, Carl. If you're listening, getting older. I, I I don't think he's listening somehow. You don't think um, so? No. Well, Carl real fast, we didn't we didn't even mention the 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 Berkshire 13F we got yesterday. Oh um, my the, gosh! The, the headline there is he is long pharma new position. Yeah. What do you think about that, Dennis? Advi, Merck, Boy. and Bristol Meyer, and he's Pfizer. all over the place, man. Yeah, uh, and then he did cut his Apple stake by three point seven percent, and he 
exited his Costco stake. Costco, uh, if you're wondering why that's up, they announced a special ten dollars shared dividend oh, last night. So we didn't um, even get to that stuff. You got to be kidding. We didn't get. We <laughs> ate a lot of stuff. It was There's a lot, a lot of talk on, on Tesla. A lot going on today, man. So Abvi, yeah. Pfizer, T-Mobile, Bristol Myers, and Merck. Five new positions, and four and of them Snowflake. are pharma. And Snowflake. He bought. Well, we knew Snowflake though because he oh, was right, on that right. on the IPO. He, the IPO. he did, uh, the IPO. He did yeah. not buy Snowflake right. at two sixty. He right. was participating in the IPO, which right. you know, great. PJ Williams, ten bucks tip. Oh, Thank you very much. I think PJ. I think that's his second tip today. PJ is awesome. We love you, PJ. So, anyways. Warren getting busy in the pharma stocks. What do you think about that? They've been sleepy for kind so of, Warren's struggling right now to like find where he wants to be. I mean, he's trading a little bit. He was selling all his airlines and then he's selling all, you know, his banks to a certain extent. Now he's buying pharma. I think he's diving into the COVID maybe a little bit too much. So <laughs> Pfizer's come off. Pfizer now. Okay. I'm going to say now something on Pfizer. Trying. Now you strike. strike. If you wanted Pfizer, and you know, this morning, obviously, it's trading down here. I don't know what the hell the headline. I guess it's probably trading. No, it's a, it's Pfizer's trading up. What happened with Pfizer? Do a spinoff today? Wait, wait, wait. Pfizer's adjusted closes 35.38. So it's up a buck 11, actually, this morning. What did Pfizer, Pfizer spin something off today? Uh, I'm looking. Pfizer did something. There's an adjustment to be made. So Pfizer's not trading down, according to my... Uh, Ready Plus platform here. It's it's adjusted closes thirty five thirty eight. So it could be dividend, happened. is it? No, what? Not no. that big. Uh, oh, oh, it's you know what it is is they combined their uh like they had to spun off a business with Mylan is is what they did. Okay, um, so yeah. you're getting that's confusing else. as hell. Look at that. Pfizer's Upjohn spinoff completed mer- merger with Mylan yep. to form Viatris. Yep. Beatrice, what the v- heck? So VT, VTRS. VTRS. So I'm assuming I'm getting some shares. I own five, so I'm assuming I'm getting some shares of Beatrice. Yeah. If I'm saying that right, VTRS. Do you know where the Upjohn family's from? The pharmaceutical family? No. Monroe, Michigan. You know everything about Monroe. Jennifer Michigan. Upjohn. You should be the mayor of Monroe, Michigan. <laughs> I vote Joel next mayor of Monroe, not Michigan, even though politics. he doesn't live there. I'm not getting really should. All right. I think this went well. My first uh, show back at home. Um, keep working on some kinks, but uh, it was a good show. It was good. You show. sound good now. Thanks. Yeah, good. Uh, we appreciate all the participation, all the comments, all the likes, all the super chats. Smash that like button if it's like a button. I smashed or it. Sideways or wherever I'm it is two, on the screen. 260. Wherever your like button is, if it's up or down, hit that. We appreciate that. That helps us out with YouTube. Thanks to our guest today, Nick Shaheen. You can always email us questions, comments, concerns pre-market at benzinga.com please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes not for investing or trading advice we've got a lot more stuff on our youtube channel all day before our show after our show check it out we got a lot of good stuff there uh that'll be it for us for now we'll be back with you at 3 40 p.m eastern time until then everyone uh stay safe and happy trading hey spencer if it gets over uh, 60 degrees we'll go do like a virtual lunch somewhere well, yeah, I don't know called. if that's allowed, but all right, we're right. <laughs> that's right. All the restaurants are closed too. Okay. That's true. All right. Well, we won't have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches then. All, all right. right. Talk to you later. We're off. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.